Tres. Dos. Dos. Uno. Marco Polo. Mark. 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 All right. Three, two, one. Mark. Mark. Do it again. Three, two, one. Mark. This is Paul Cushing, and welcome to One Four One Studio. We are here to talk about the World Cup. Uh, we are going to try to get through Group A, B, and possibly C, depending on how we feel today. What? We're feeling a little loopy, a little weird, but I think it'll be good for 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 you people listening to us today. I think what we'll do is we'll get into Qatar and the host nation and, and the importance of the World Cup in Qatar because there's a lot of changes that have happened here. And then we'll start to delve into the teams and the likeliness of them, you know, exiting the group into the rounds of 16 and 8, etc. And also the teams that will have absolutely no chance will just be praying that they don't lose by like six goals each time they play. Uh, well, spoiler, we're talking and looking directly at you, Australia. Oh, well, I hope... See, I, I don't know if they're going to lose. I, I don't think they're going to lose that badly. I really don't. I just think they're just going to lose. They're going to, it'll be like, it'll be two nil, but they will have shot once on target in three games and um, they will have defended their lives out and they will lose like two nil every game. If you can name three Australian national team players right now, I will give you $20. Are you, are you betting me right now? Oh shit. He, he, he's way <laughs> too confident about that. He's like, oh yeah, no, I got eight. I got eight right now. Mm, I got Aaron Moy, Matt Ryan, and oh man, there's a third one. And I know it. Um, oh, it's too long. It's too late. It's. I mean, I would still give it to you. Also, fun fact: I don't know three Australian team players, so I couldn't tell you. Could have said anything. Oh, uh, Tom Rogic. There's three. Boom. 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 Give me twenty dollars. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll work something out. <laughs> Please don't say it like that. <laughs> um, so we're gonna get into Group A, B, and C, and we'll do one, two, and three, and. We'll see where it goes from there. I think you'll see that this is not going to be our normal, or it might be your normal World Cup group uh, prediction thing, or it might just be this weird amalgamation of of words that make not mean nothing. And in, in in which case, we'll just uh, go back to our nihilistic tendencies. If this is your normal World Cup preview, <laughs> you need better previews <laughs> <laughs> because because we're fun. I don't know if we're good. <laughs> yeah, we're fun. Are we? I know it's like we're real. Uh, sometimes we're fun, but are we real fun? I don't know. Good question. Disco. Disco? Like disco? Yeah, it, it's been it's been fun, or it's been real. It's been real. It's been it, fun. It's been but fun. It has been real it fun. Hasn't been real fun. Mm, I think that's that sounds like us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, World Cup Group A. Let's get started. So. Group A has the host nation, Qatar. To do you want to run through the every team in the group first, and then we'll talk about them individually, or do you want to talk about Qatar specifically because they are the host? I want to talk. Uh, well, first, I think we should talk about. Um, see, I've heard Qatar, I've heard Qatar, I've heard a lot of. It's said a lot of different ways. So, um, if I, we change the way we say it, it it's just we're trying to be open to whatever. I mean, it's it's commonly known as Qatar in Western countries, but I have heard people say it's Qatar. So I don't know. We'll see. Anyway. So we should talk about the host nation and why this World Cup is so important in this nation. One, it's being played in the wintertime, or our wintertime in the West, just throwing everything off. 
because it's usually done in the summertime. But it's way too hot, too hot on that equatorial line for it to really happen. And so it's being played at this time, even though it's still going to be very, very warm during this World Cup. I mean, it's usually in the 80s to 90s uh, at the same. It's still going to be very hot. And they're trying to find ways to prevent this, to keep the, the stadiums cool while this is all happening. And I, from what I hear is that they're creating like vent systems and all of this so that, and like creating uh, shade areas so that the, the fans are covered so it's not nearly as hot as it would be on the field of play. And I think even then, the field of play, they, they're creating like ventilation systems so that the players aren't being cooked at the same time so that they're at a, in a cooler temperature. It still may not be like ideal, but it might be better than like 115 degree heat. Anyway. So the weather is only one of the reasons why the Qatari World Cup is kind of a big deal. There's an element of sports washing going on, which is this is a topic I'm going to dance around for reasons that are Newcastle United related. Well, it's it's interesting. I, I wouldn't necessarily it, it. There's a lot of money involved in it. Uh, Qatar has spent a lot of money to promote themselves as a country and to promote their way of life and to promote that they are a desirable place to be. And that is interesting. And they've, in some ways, kind of like purchased their way to a World Cup in some, some manner or form. They did win their bid. So the process is countries make a bid and they all promise these big grand things. Uh, Japan was going to have holograms hmm. that you could see of the matches. They were going to project holograms onto fields. What, so for this World Cup? Th that was their bid. That was They were making a bid for this World Cup and they were like, you can go to the Alliance Stadium in Germany and you can watch G the German team's match because we're going to have holograms of it. So they promised the world and put a lot of money into FIFA's pockets to get these. Qatar's original, I think they said they were going to have underground stadiums. Oh, to, like keep, to, keep the, to keep it cool? Right, yeah, yeah. To, to get the World Cup. And that didn't happen. No, and the holograms weren't going to happen either. <laughs> so I feel like that could that feels like more of a, a realistic solution, strangely than the. Um... I I mean I yeah I get I the technology is there. I don't know if it's going to be like an entire football pitch. That's. That's I mean, it's, it, I mean, that sounds, I mean, I, I am waiting for that day because that is going to happen sooner than we That'd think. That'd be super cool. That would be cool. It's like, it's, that would be like having like, um, it sounds very 1984 at the same time. Like it sounds, you know, like you have your, your gin, but it's not really gin. It's like this like fake gin. Yeah. Or, you know, like, you know, or Blade Runner. It's like kind of Blade Runner-y where yeah. like every, all the food is fake and like someone has real garlic and you're like, how do you have that? What do you... Wait, wait. Who, who do you know? Who do you know? Who do you, who, who's your guy? I need a garlic guy. Yeah, who's the garlic? Who would you get that yeah, garlic? Who's, hey, who's You're the instantly dangerous. <laughs> you're instantly dangerous. Yeah. Oh, you know people. You, yeah. oh no, you, you attained this the wrong way. We're going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so uh, Qatar has, has spent a ton of money, billions of dollars in uh, infrastructure and stadium building and a whole bunch of things. And there's been a whole human rights crisis going on with this country as well with regards to this. There's been talk of... I I want to preface this as saying that these are allegations or they might actually now be true. I don't know. I, I We may clarify that in another episode of our World Cup thing. Just to... I think it'd be good to be honest about this. Um, but there were allegations that they were um, bringing people over from other countries to work at these things and then taking their passports and not allowing them to leave and then paying them nothing. 
in the process. Odd. And uh, there's a possibility that thousands of people have died in the, the making of these stadiums and in this infrastructure building uh, for this country and this World Cup. And it's not that big of a nation. No. It's not that big of a nation. To, uh, to clarify on that, it's not just specifically the World Cup that they do this. It is alleged that this is a common occurrence in right. Qatar. They also have very difficult laws in place as well. They You are not allowed to drink in this. It, 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 Qatar is a dry country. Um, it is also a country where you cannot have extramarital uh, sex in. Like, you cannot have, like, sex outside of a marriage. And if you get caught, you can be su- subject to, I, th- I believe it's death, or, like, a very heavy prison yeah. sentence. And so, so they do make kind of a asylum or kind of a... Like, it's a free zone if you're in one of the hotels. They don't put their laws on that in in hotels, I guess, is what I have heard about it. But it is a restrictive country, and there are human rights concerns, and who doesn't... But I mean, are you all ready for a main course of football with a... Helpy, help, <laughs> heaping side order of cruelty. Oh man, I, I mean, I guess a lot of these countries have that too. Like Brazil struggled with that, or I shouldn't say Brazil struggled with that. They, there was just a lot of. Um, Brazil had issues with like grift and you know people like taking money from all of these things, and the like a lot of the parts weren't finished, and there's a whole bunch, a whole mess with regards to that. And there was obviously Russia. I mean, Russia. I mean, we people, no one wants to talk about it, but I mean, the World Cup went to Russia, and now. Right. They're in a war. Like yeah. everyone's like, oh, Russia's like not such a bad place. And all of a sudden they're like, Russia's like, oh, yeah, by the way, we were like trying to take over yeah, Ukraine here's our and you're going to do this. Yeah. And so I think it's interesting. FIFA does not have the best. Let's say FIFA doesn't have the best vision with regards to human rights. And FIFA tries very hard to be apolitical, but being apolitical is in itself a political stance. Mm. They don't support rainbow flags. There's a whole push for like equality in right. a lot of Europe and certain countries like Hungary right. don't approve. And there was a whole thing during the Euros where Germany wanted to light up its stadiums with uh, rainbow lights and Hungary objected and FIFA ruled in favor of Hungary because they're like, that's a political statement. We don't really want to, like, as a sporting body, make a stand on that, which I'm not saying is good. But they're at least mostly consistently bad at that. Yeah, they're very bad at it. And I think that's part of the problem, too, is that FIFA should be fighting for humanity and not against it. And um, I feel like a lot of the times they look at the almighty dollar and think, like, what's the best way we can maximize that instead of thinking about what the game what the game is really about, which is the people, you know, right. Anyway, so uh, we kind of diatribed on this a little bit. We just wanted to kind of give you an idea of what is happening. That It's going to be really hot. There's always going to be talk about some of the controversy with regards to why the World Cup is there. And but there's also in like some of the laws and some of the things that happen there, we could there could be some weird moments that happen um, yeah. in this World Cup where a player could be arrested for so and so a thing. And you're like, wait a second, yep. what do you mean? And you're like, yeah, actually, yes, that does happen. I would guess that Qatar is going to try 
very hard to not have any of those incidents. But they also are expecting to like uphold the law while they're there. Right. Like, so to, like I think there will be a lot of warnings to the teams and to their fans to be to say like for countries somewhat like England or thankfully Hungary is not there because I've witnessed Hungary fans and they are a very drunken boisterous group that like to fight. Yeah. Um, there will be a very interesting uh, dynamic being played out because these England fans are insane like yeah. insane like people think like you know if you've ever experienced um england fans at any point in time in your life like uh, you'll know like you, you know exactly <laughs> what i'm talking about and like w- how they are they're loud they're rowdy they're loud they're rowdy and they can get out of control they are not afraid they are not afraid to say speak their mind either right they, yeah. they will let you know it's coming home yeah it's coming home it's coming home it's coming home it's coming home <laughs> like yeah, yeah yeah what else can you say about this again you're losing three nil like what do you what is it about coming home yeah that's what i thought paul we're, anyway we're 15 minutes in and we're already taking shots at england anyway we're we're gonna get into group <laughs> a we're just teasing about no. that england we love you i guess uh, 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 hey we're gonna we i mean <laughs> we're we gonna should, be nice to them mostly we're gonna be nice to them enough so we can go there and not be like hated for the rest of our lives well i mean I love Arsenal. I'll, I'll go. To, uh, please invite me to Emirates Stadium and and um, and uh, let let me watch a game there. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. So now that the sad, uh, upsetting part of the podcast is over, let's get into Group A. Group A. So, uh, so we'll start with the host nation. We'll start with Qatar. How about that? Well, so let's. So it's Qatar, Ecuador, Netherlands, and Senegal. Ne- the Netherlands and Senegal are in uh, Group A. Group A. And you want to start with Qatar? Yeah, let's start with the host nation. They, since they are the host, they feel they should be done first. Qatar is a lot of Qatari. Like it's a lot of players playing in Qatar. So they haven't really moved out of their. Uh, their home league they have some decent players in a word the qatar national team can be described as surprisingly all right they're okay they're okay but i think here's the thing is that they're gonna be used to the heat more than any other nation they like there's very other few other nations that will be used to this kind of intense heat on a regular basis maybe the brazil national team would be the other team but a lot of these other nations are going to be very they'll be out of their depth at some point some moments of this another team in their in their group ecuador also is kind of equatorial aren't they yeah and they can be uh they can have their heat too so yeah there'll be there'll be some nations i think that will have some advantage to this and it'll be surprising i think the u.s if they were to play in like new mexico for like before they get ready for the world cup or something like that they played in arizona i think that That'd be great for them to do because they could get used to, to being acclimate. in the heat, acclimate to this whole heat thing and all of that. I think a lot of these clubs will get used to it. And a lot of club teams now in Europe, they end up going to Qatar or Saudi Arabia or something like that, which I find very interesting. Uh, uh, interesting? Is interesting the word? I just, you know, it's just kind of, you know. Uh, why would they do that? Why would they go to those countries? Yeah, it's kind of. Uh, they might be sponsored by a lot of them in some way or form. Yeah. And, uh, or owned by them. Yeah, or owned by them in some inner form, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, um, PSG or... Or Newcastle. Or Newcastle or, or uh, Man City Manchester or City. Uh, Barcelona. Not about Barcelona, actually. Not Barcelona. Sorry. No, they were sponsored by... Qatar Airways. Yeah, by their, their planes. I was trying to think of what other countries are owned by those things. Um, there are other clubs, too, that are owned yeah. by those, those big magnates. Anyway. So Qatar has a few players. I guess we can they're the host nation they get preferential treatment here they have three players who 
up until a couple days ago, I had never heard of, but they are their top players, I guess. I mean, I, I, I wonder if their players are really important at this at this rate right now or at this point. I just wonder that they're the host nation. They have never been to a World Cup. They are only hold, you're only in the World Cup because they are hosting. If if they had to play in the group and get out of the group uh, in Africa, I mean, not Africa, uh, Asia, excuse Asia. me. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if they would get out. I so they did. They have had some good showings against. I believe they beat Australia. They have. Uh, I, it's interesting. I, I in the Pan I feel, Am games. Yeah, the Pan Am games, and they played in the Gold Cup last year, yeah. and they finished third. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's a good showing for a team that is you know just on the scene. By and large, not considered all that terribly. Good. terribly great yeah. yeah i think they'll be okay i think i think that they will i think they will struggle in their in this group and ultimately but they may surprise a team or two depending on how the results go and how people deal with the heat because maybe some of these clubs don't deal with the heat very well especially like you know like people can train and practice and do all these things but when it comes to game time there is a di- it's a different thing it's a different element so uh, so do you want to go in ascending order? Because we agree Qatar's probably going to finish lowest in their group. So they'll finish fourth. And Ecuador will finish third. Probably. Um, it just depends. Like, Ecuador is is an interesting country. They have some players that... They have players that do play in Europe and, like, compete at the higher levels of the game. But there's, there's also a side that there isn't much there either. You know, like, the other two teams, in comparison to Ecuador are much 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 better and i wonder what ecuador will be able to do to survive a group with those two teams because senegal and netherlands the ne- the netherlands are gonna be pretty good i mean i mean senegal is an, a very very good team and so i mean so are the netherlands like the, the, the netherlands have like been reborn after over the last like five or six years after they really struggled to get back into the world cup and the euros i mean they they missed like two or three tournaments in in a row where they were just not very good yeah so the netherlands are a traditional power and they just went through they kind of had a generation that wasn't quite they just had a there. little gap of players and they also had coaches who didn't try to suit the style of the players very well and right. so they and the thing is is like that's like the thing that they do better than anyone else and for some reason they were trying to play against that and it's just very very interesting yeah but, uh, but yeah the netherlands the netherlands have probably a slight edge on quality of players over this over senegal but senegal have some excellent players i mean edward mendy Koulibaly, um, Sadio Mane. I mean, the, uh, they have a bunch of guys who can really, really play. Now, is Sadio Mane one of those guys in this tournament coming into the World Cup where by the end of it, everybody could be like, wow, he was the best player there? It's a possibility, yeah, of course. I mean, he's he's played for a Liverpool team that dominated for a very long time. And if you see right now this Liverpool team, they're not the same without him. Like, it's a very, it's noticeable how different they are without him. And it's, it's not to say that Liverpool made a bad decision either because Sadio Mane is what 31 now 30 31 I think he's 27 no he's he's older is he older than that he's older yeah but let me let's we can we can uh, do the thing (laughs) so a recurring theme in conversations is there are teams that are very deep and very balanced and then there will be teams that have some absolute standout players but they're the outliers in their place
player pool. So looking at like Norway would kind of be a team like that where they have a lot, they have some good players and then they have some just absolutely phenomenal players, but they don't have a team like France or Spain or even the Netherlands that top to bottom can hang with anyone else in the world. And I think that will, I'm not specifically saying Senegal is going to be like that, but Senegal will have more of that tendency than the Netherlands will. That's a possibility. Yeah. The thing is, is that the Senegal's, they have players all over the team. You know, they it's not just uh, Sadio Mane or Edward Mendy or Koulibaly, who now they both, uh, Mendy and Koulibaly both play for Chelsea, which is also just a huge benefit. So they get to continue to play together all the way through the World Cup, which is a big deal. Those connections matter. Yeah. Koulibaly's still in his prime. He's 31 as a defender, central defender. That's a big deal. They also have Chik Kuate, who is an excellent center midfielder. They've got players all over the field. Uh, they got Esmelia Sar. They've got Malang Sar. They got, they've got a bunch of guys who can who can legitimately play and will be good at this world cup so it's a team that could kind of be uh, could kind of they they will be a dark horse i think in this world cup i think they may go further than people realize because i think for them this is a golden generation because of the amount of players that they've developed so do you think they are a round of 16 team I think they could make it to the round of eight if they if wow. they have the right matchup in the in the next round. It and all just they, depends on who they play in that next round. So I mean, that's they'd take it. I mean, you want to win the whole thing. Yeah. But round of eight's nothing to sneer at. No, uh, well, the Netherlands is like I mean, it just depends on that game with the Netherlands. If they finish first, and, and if the Senegal if somehow Senegal finishes first and they play a second place team in Group B, that's usually how it works. There's a possibility they could definitely go past that. And even then, like I wouldn't put put it past them to beat England. Uh, right, that was actually the matchup I was thinking of in my head where I was like, England could struggle with them. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, like, they're very good defensively. They have an excellent keeper who has seen a lot of these English players, yeah. you know, and and, and kind of knows tendencies and things like that. Well, Koulibaly will have seen quite a few of them at this point. Yeah, he'll see most of them by the time he gets to the World Cup. And I think, you know, the other aspect of it is is that Senegal Senegal can be gritty. You know, they can grind with, with teams. They don't have to play pretty all the time. I think that's important. Yeah, I agree. You have to be able, specifically in the World Cup, because... Because these teams have not played with each other every day Mm -hmm. for like a year. You have to be willing to play a little dirty. Not dirty, I'm sorry. A little gritty and play the 1-0 win. You have to be capable of defending and a lot of times be able to score on set pieces. And I think that Senegal can do that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So the Netherlands, do you where how far do you think the Netherlands can go? What's their ceiling? If they if they play to the best of their ability, they can go to a, like a semifinal or a final. There's definitely that possibility. They have the players in place to do something like that. If you had to pick kind of what ends up happening to them, you think they run into like France or Germany in the semifinal? And that's kind of the end of their their journey. It could be, but even then, they could be they could beat those teams. They've beaten yeah. them before, and they have the player and the talent pool to do that. I mean, like a lot of players that they have are excellent. I mean, they've got an excellent central midfield, excellent center defense, pretty good keeper, very good attacking yeah. players. I mean, they've got all the pieces. It's just, and they showed it at the Euros. They did play. I mean, they kind of underachieved at the Euros, and I wonder if they're going to have some something to say about that with regards a little to this bit World more Cup. of a fight because mm-hmm. they don't want to go out like that again. Yeah, absolutely. What I really want is for them to run into Spain and to have kind of a rematch from the, was it 2008, 2010? World Cup final. Yep. 
where they kind of came in and just <laughs> they <laughs> tried played, to hack them down. <laughs> they, it's so funny because the Netherlands, they started to play this style that was very unlike them. Right. They, they, they were at the end of their like kind of generational sort of thing where. Yeah, they were just playing kind of like they were very just, defensive. I mean, they had a couple of great attacks. I mean, they had Arjen Robin and, and right. some players that could really like. That was Van Persie kind of. Yeah, that was yeah the like right towards that time, and then they had um, yeah, and they just had they just defended really well, and they tried to beat up on Spain, and they tried to beat they tried to beat Spain by beating them into yeah. the ground or uh, kicking them in the chest. You it, know, it like it was like a flying kick right yeah. to the chest. Wasn't it's like it? you were talking all that good ish, and then you right. got kicked in your chest. That was right. kind of what that whole like it was so weird. And then I mean, it was just such a, the way that Spain scored. They scored such a Spanish goal in a way. Yeah, it was just kind of a fantastic moment and Iniesta scored it right he scored the winner so. yeah, yeah I mean which is so of course right. of course it was I, him it's what he does it's what he, he does. he's the magic the man in the magic man uh the magic man <laughs> <laughs> they call me the magic man yeah now you see me now you know it's like wow that's so cool where did the rabbit come from what wow it's <laughs> like did you just come up with that he's like yeah He's like, yeah, I, uh, I, I did it. <laughs> He's like, I don't, I don't even know what it means. I just really enjoyed it. I just really liked it. I just really liked it. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, uh, I really liked that. God, I hate you. I who hate do you think too. the key player in this group is going to be? The key player in the group, yeah. uh, Virgil Van Dyke. Oh, you know call. why? Because if he's healthy, Netherlands of the group. If he's not, then they might be in trouble. He and he's been concerning at Liverpool. He hasn't been great yet. Yeah, but he's. It's so. Yeah, it's interesting. But here's the thing, though, is that it may not even be that important because they, the Netherlands, have other center backs. They got Botman, who plays at Newcastle. You know, who's a very good player. They've yeah. also got Urian Timber, who's been really good at Ajax. They've got players that they have players that will be okay. They'll be okay. They'll be. I think. But I think he's the. He's the X factor in this sense because if he is at his best when we come to November, he is a difference maker. He's a real difference maker because the Netherlands will not give up goals. Yeah. And I think that will make things more difficult. When Virgil van Dijk is on his game, when it is his day, he is the best defender in the world. Oh, definitely. That's right. not even close. Cle- clear clear in a way. I would say, too, the other player who might be interesting is like someone, uh, and I kind of I brought him up earlier, is um, Kuate. And then Kuate, the midfielder, I think he's in England now. He just came from uh, Lens in France. I, where did he go? Did he go to Everton? Camera or Crystal Palace? One of those places. Anyway, I think it's Crystal Palace. Actually, might be Palace. And he went to Palace. Sounds um, familiar. He's a defensive central midfielder or a defensive kind of ish midfielder, but he could be an eight too. He is a player that he's young. He is very, very good. He's better than people realize, and he could make Senegal a very formidable force. So, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be Van Dyke, and I know it's it's easy to put him in there, but I think it's because he's not at his best yet, and if he is at his best when we get to the World Cup, I think it will be a huge, huge, huge deal for well, how the, these groups play out. The question wasn't who's the best player in the group. It was who's the most important player in the group. Right. And I think that's a great choice. Uh, anyway, yeah, so so I guess we're gonna be heading to the the yeah that's so that's it for Group A yeah I think that's it for Group A we're gonna yeah. say I'm saying Netherlands and Senegal what are you saying Ryan? I I agree with you Netherlands and Senegal I, in that order okay and now we're heading to Group B with England the United States Iran and Wales this is the like fist fight this could group. go nuclear right <laughs> we could say too no I don't I don't say it like that. 
We I don't think we should say it like. Is that, that. inappropriate to say? Uh, yeah, it is. I, it I is. Mean, it's bored. It's inappropriate. I wouldn't say it's inappropriate. I would just say that it's uh, you know, uh, electronly charged. That's that's a that's a nuclear joke as well. It's a bad one, but that is that's yeah, rough. <laughs> He just, oh, he just no sold me. He just looked me dead in my eyes, and he's like, "Yeah, that was bad." I mean, I'm, I kill jokes. I, I know, I know, I, I am known as a joke killer, like a legitimate joke killer. So, I mean, I could have said we, I mean, we could have some yellow cake later too, but. Ah. <laughs> uh, oh, we, we just. Oh. I, hey, I, I gave you the courtesy laugh. So. No, it's not worth. It's, it wasn't worth the courtesy laugh. It was just like, <laughs> oh man, I, I make it worse. Like, why make it worse? Anyway, we're gonna get into Group B uh, uh, with some teams that every teams that everyone hates, uh, with the exception of maybe Wales, because I think people seem to like Wales. The big question coming out of this group: Wales just happy to be there? No, <laughs> no. Wales could legitimately come out of the group. They, All four yeah. of these teams could legitimately come out of the group. Mm, I would say Iran's probably the one team of all of the teams that may not make it out of the group, but there is a small possibility they could, just because of the way they play and the style that that style of play, which is like sitting deep and countering and like working really hard defensively, right. does work in these sort of tournaments. Right. It it's, does. It is like a, like the it does best, work. It's kind of the best tactic for these. Because at, you're not trying to play pretty. You're just waiting for somebody to screw up. Yeah. And try and smash them on the counter. And when teams, again, don't play with each other every day, which most of these national teams have not, they're going to make that mistake. They're going to think they can make that ball and somebody else isn't going to be there. And then you're out on the break. Yeah. So it's not a bad way to play. And they're very brave in their defending. It's it's admirable how hard they are to uh, score on. That being said, mm. I mean, eight eight years ago when they played Germany in the World Cup, they were the team that was closest to beating. I mean, I, I, other than the final, they were the team closest to beating yes. Germany in the World Cup. I think that was the round of 16 as well, where they took them to the, so. the 120 minutes, and they only won two. To, uh, they, Germany won two to one, but they yeah. won by the skin of their teeth. And in that same tournament, they took Spain to the 70th minute, where they just frustrated Spain for like. And they only, three I think, points. Spain only won one nil. It two, was right? one nil, yeah, yeah. yeah. on a set piece, I believe. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's the, Iran will do this again. That's how they yeah. play. So. They're, and they're very good at it. Yeah. They will be frustrating. They will easily be the most frustrating team in this group to play. They will, well, and not even in this group, I think, period. I think if they were, they're going to be the, and they're going to be the probably one of the more difficult teams to watch because you're going to see them really, like, make it just very sit back. Oh, man. If you yeah. like watching defenders recycle possession, boy, yeah. howdy, that'll be a game for you. If... The thing is, is that this is all about tempo, too. So, like, you have to, if if Iran sits in a low block, you have to have creative players who know how to play in tight spaces, and you have to move the ball with speed. England can do that. They have the ability to do that. It just becomes, like, will they do it in that on that day? Same thing in the United States. The United States can do that. And the United States also have players that can dribble past people yeah. uh, very distinctly, which is a breaker of low blocks. If it's you just, can win your one-on-one, battle now there's an overload somewhere somebody else should be able to get free yeah it should it sh- it could happen it, it just it it's just one of those things that is going to take some 
it may take some time to do, but it is possible. The same thing. Wales is going to do the same thing. They play very. They play kind of in a similar way. They do not. They are very conservative in the way they play. It's how they made it to this World Cup, and I think there's entirely there's a possibility they can they can uh, make it through as well. They also they have star players that I think Iran doesn't necessarily have. Yeah, big question for them is going to be how much they get out of Gareth Bale. I mean, he's been playing, so that's a big yeah. deal. He's playing more than he has. In the last like couple of years, in a way, or last two or three years, and but I wonder he hasn't if that be... dominated MLS. Yeah, but I don't think he's ever. I don't. I, that's not a concern to me because the, he shows up for Wales in a way that yeah. he doesn't show up for these club teams. And the, the the thing is, is that he's still getting his feet wet in MLS. I think he'll get used to the travel and all those things uh, in the United States. And I, I think there's going to be a lot less travel in this in this World Cup. And I yeah. think you'll see he'll be near his best for them. I can I can see that. I think same thing with Aaron Ramsey. They have Aaron Ramsey. They've got players that that have been now have been to a couple Euros and they're an experienced team. Yeah, I mean they made it to the semifinals of the Euros in 2016. Yeah. That's I I can't tell you how impressive it is for a team like Wales who hadn't made a major tournament in over 50 years to all of a sudden make it to a Euro and then make it to a semifinal and they they got what to the round of eight last year. I think so. I yeah, believe so. I mean they've done really well. Like yeah. what's to say that they can't do well at this World Cup. I mean, it's it's very, 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 very much a possibility. They, so, again, going with the any team coming out of this group, like, can come out of this group. Right. And Wales has all the tools to beat every other team in they this They have pretty group. solid defenders. They have a decent, they have a pretty decent midfield. Like, they're just going to sit and defend a lot, though. You know, and they, they don't, I don't know, I would say the only thing they do have forwards too that are gonna cause problems on the break. Like Gareth Bale can still move; he can still yeah. run at a pretty good clip. And they have got Dan James, who is also gonna be a problem. And I don't think people realize like in international play, a guy like Dan James is gonna be better than sometimes the club game um, because of his style of play. Right? He's gonna be better because countering is like everyone knows how to counter in 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 the World Cup game. Uh, easy. I mean, not the easiest thing in soccer, but it's it's just simple kick the ball out there run you know and find find the next guy and the u.s will suffer from the u.s could be in real trouble for that you know or a team like england could get in trouble with that too like i i don't i think england and wales have played a few times in the past and it's it's been tight most times wales plays them hard of course it's gonna that's why i think you know it's interesting this group is very interesting because you know everyone instantly has like wrote wales off as soon as they qualified I'm like, nah, you know, they they are better than people think and they are going to cause more problems than people think. And a team like England will overlook someone like Wales at the World Cup for some silly reason. <laughs> well, because they're England. And they will lose to this team and all of a sudden realize like, oh man, how do we, what do we do now? Right, we have to win both of our games now. And Other, you have to or beat we're the US. going home. Yeah, right. you have to beat the U.S. and Iran. Iran. And England, I mean, you can see... Do they play... So who plays first? Is it U.S. and Wales first? I think so. I think it's the U.S. and Wales. Okay. Well, then, I guess that's in a way, like, that's that might be the most important game of the group. I uh, can see I can see a world where going into Iran, playing against Iran, final game of the... Uh, of the group, and I'm not sure who it is, but needing to win, needing to beat Iran, right. and being in the 75th minute with a nil-nil draw, and the panic that starts happening. And I specifically see England with the panic, where they're like, no, we need to score a goal here. 
What, against Iran, yes. Yeah. yeah. I think they would do it against Wales, too, because they, I think they realize how important it is they, it will be for them to pick up points. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of teams that – there could be three teams with five points in this group. It it could be a goal differential yeah, kind of. It feels that kind of way, doesn't <laughs> right. it? Yeah. Whoever wins 3-1 instead of 2-1 in that, in that game that they win is going to be the – or whoever can draw 2-2 instead of 1-1 is going to be what sets teams apart in this group. Right, right. That being said, the next team on our look here is going to be the United States. Oh, I was thinking we should go England and then go to the United you States. You think England? Okay. Yeah, you know why? All because right. I think we're homers, and I think we should we should save the best for last, right? Yeah, yeah. And specifically, <laughs> I mean, fuck England. Huh? <laughs> I said specifically, fuck England. Why do you keep saying that? You're going to be in Newcastle, man. Those people are very nationalist up there. Are they? I, uh, no, probably like right not. They're, they're probably lovely people. What am I even saying? Ridiculous stuff. Like, sir, goodness. sir. They're northerners. Like England is is to the south. They're they are. No, actually, the more north is like more like conservative. Oh, is it there? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, I well, I mean, who knows? What am I even saying? I'm saying yeah, all this stuff. I don't know anything about this country. Uh, are are they Labour or are they Tories? No idea. No idea. I can't <laughs> wait to be there. We're gonna go to St James Park, I think, next March. It's so I will say this with love, England. I hope you lose every game. Because that makes me happy. I appreciate you as a place. Please lose every game because your meltdown <laughs> will be just great. He loves the culture, kind of, yeah. right? You yeah. like, yeah. You, you can't wait to watch Newcastle play live. Yeah. So my whole thing with England is I think they're uh, the United States' next great rival in football because when the United States is consistently a better team than England, they're going to have a meltdown. They already have a meltdown about soccer ball, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> they, they will lose their minds over this. And Let's I'm have a game of it. soccer. Right. Like, get our moms in soccer vans and soccer mom it up all over yeah. the place. Yeah. Yeah, and England likes to look down on that. But yeah, because it's like their, it's their thing. Yeah, and then also yeah. we do better than them in some of these major tournaments, and then they, they have problems. I mean, they've won one, and we haven't yeah i mean okay i mean we went to one in the 30s if we're talking about shit that i mean happened we a million i mean we did ago. upset them in in 1950 <laughs> like right. we lost they lost one nil to us like i think that gets brought up a lot doesn't it i uh, i don't know i, I see that i want soccer to, nerds i mean you and i probably but. soccer yeah i just gotta <laughs> say soccer what's his name tira Henry hates that word too does he yeah yeah good i'm gonna keep saying it <laughs> I mean, I have nothing against Thierry Henry. We're not even gonna get into this team, are we? This is like on on paper, this is one of the best, like may like one of the top three teams in the in the in the world right now. England, yeah, with the talent, like quote unquote talent that they have, they have it everywhere. Right, they have arguably, except for maybe their center backs, their center halves. Sorry, we'll use the proper. No, no, center backs is no, that's right. Center backs is right. You can say center backs. Center halves is like an old term. Yeah. And sometimes pretentious English people still use it. Yeah, because so. you know, blah blah blah. Yeah, blah, it's blah. coming home. Nah, nah. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna have to say the nice things about England because I'm just gonna keep doing this like this. Okay. They have. I mean, they still have pretty good center backs too. Even yeah. even if this is even including Harry Maguire not playing well right now. Because the thing is, is Harry Maguire was bought for eight million pounds for a reason. Right, because he was excellent for them, and he was an excellent player at one point. You know, and it that is more indicative of Manchester United than it is on Harry Maguire in some instances. There is something going on with Harry Maguire's mind that needs to be fixed, and that is part also part of the problem. But the World Cup might be 
perfect for him in that regard. What, so he can play and play well and, yeah. Right, with, a t- with like, as the captain of the English team? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's true. I mean, that is true. And, and then the- you've got Eric Dyer, who's an ex. He's been great. He's going to play center back for them, too. He's been great for Tottenham. And they've got, like, wing backs. They've got, I mean, you've got Reese James and Trent Alexander-Arnold. And, I mean... Kieran Trippier. And- oh, who's Kieran Trippier. probably going to start... He I would, won't. He won't start. You, it's Trent. I mean, Trent Alexander Arnold will start. I nah. mean, he's the best. He's the best of the three. So, I mean, Reese James actually could be the best of the three. If, if the thing I'm is, England, is they, they could play with a left. They could play as a right back at left back, and they've got Stephen. What's his name? Uh, Walker too. Stephen Walker, right? Uh, Not Stephen Walker. Yeah, Kyle. Kyle Walker. There we Kyle go. That's Walker. his name. Sorry, it's Kyle Walker. <laughs> Kyle Walker. I don't know where I got Stephen from. Kyle Walker too. He's another right back. He he can play a center back though. He'll play, he'll probably actually play. He might play he a might, center back he might, position. He might get some. But they they could do whatever they want. Yeah. And the thing is, is like you don't even have to have Luke Shaw play left back. You could have. Shaw is Shaw on the roster? Yeah, he'll be on the roster. Yeah, I mean that's because like he's a eight. left back. He plays well for England. Yeah, that's like eight wing backs. Are yeah, no. you just only bringing wingbacks? I mean, the way they play, they need them. And the thing is, is that Reese James is an excellent attacking player. Like, he can play higher up the pitch. Same thing with Alexander Honor. Alexander Honor could play as a winger. Yeah. He doesn't have to play at wing back. I, you know? Which he might do. I honestly, probably he'll play there. The, he's bad defensively. I know this no, is no, 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 no. He's not, talking. No, no, he's not bad defensively. He plays in a system where he, they're forced, like, he plays as attacking player and then has to defend after, and sometimes he gets caught out of position. He might be the most targeted player in the World Cup. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it'll be okay. The thing is, is it just depends on. This is like one of those system things. Like, yeah. Liverpool gets the best out of them because they play a system that you know protects them from having to defend in a way that is not great. Where it's him chasing after players, like running players down. Yeah, because that's not his game. Like, if he sits with a back four with Van Dyke next to him, he's going to be fine, you know, because he can funnel players into Van Dyke. This, but he can also he can also defend one on one. Okay, he's not yeah. bad at it. He's just he's not. I mean, he's gonna be going up. He's against... not Tomiyasu. Let's just put it that way. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna see Bale. He's gonna see Pulisic, and he's gonna see uh, Johan Bosch. That's arguably the best offensive player for all three of those teams. Yeah, but I think they'll be, he'll be fine. I think uh, Reese James is a better defender. You could put him out there, and he yeah. would still he would put to have a good attacking output. I'm just saying it's not gonna be Trippier. Trippier is not gonna play as much as you think. I... He'll be on the field in important moments, like with like 30 minutes to go, and they need a goal because he can. Put put balls into the box yeah well but so, you've got a bunch of guys who could do that for them harry kane could do that there's a bunch of dudes that could do that it's so it'll be corners and it's harry Maguire, and that's why he's gonna play because they're gonna win games one nil because they find harry Maguire's big i head. don't think that's i don't think that's the case that's that will be england's most successful way to play no way i mean they've got so many ways they could play i mean bukayo saka is like an excellent talent he'll start for them yeah. and play and do well no this is <laughs> stop hating on england they no, they're I'm, gonna play no they're not gonna they're gonna play better than you think and they're not gonna i don't think it'll be trippier i think they just have better players than him and he's a really good player but he's not gonna be the no they're very good my so my concern for england is they're gonna play a bunch of teams that play super well defensively every team should be pretty well drilled they shouldn't be scoring more than three against teams they have harry kane so they might but england's you you don't want to get caught out with that team all it takes is trent alexander arnold getting too far up front and then you have a one-on-one against harry mcgraw and he gets cooked, and that and that could happen. But to that's them. not going to happen. The, the thing is, is that they are they they will have the system in place where that won't happen. And the thing is, is 
like this is one of those things like this is about system in place like how how do you protect those players so that doesn't happen you you want this to happen it's really what it's about so it's not that i want it to happen it's that if i was looking at the side you have trent trent alexander arnold might be one of your three best players i'm not sure he's a better choice than playing like kyle walker and reese james because you have a center back like you have a center back that can be exploited he's been bad in a high line with manchester united you don't want him to be there and i and i think the more you get forward like that the the more of a risk you'll have i guess i mean there is some point to that i just think that i i just think that there is gonna be it just also depends too who they play at center midfielder yeah if they if they have someone that who can uh what's the role the uh the defensive mid who gets out oh, to the, the six yeah they can play the six and they can pull back and right if, they, if that guy can go out and cover on the wing then my, you'd be fine my feeling is that eric dyer is either gonna play center back or center defensive mid uh, he's going to play one of those positions and he's going to say what they'll have him do is offensively he'll sit in between the center backs and play as a third center back and they'll have the wing backs get real high and then they'll have their their central midfielders whoever they may be and they'll kind of figure it all out because they also have Phil Foden they have a bunch of guys yeah. who can oh they have, they have a phenomenal team I just think that they're better if they just try and score set pieces and, and Harry Kane bangers <laughs> <laughs> That's probably there. I mean, or give it to Harry Kane and he can play target man because he's very good at moving the ball. Along. But I would, I wouldn't be. Why are you giving teams opportunities to counter on you? That's all these other teams are going to try to th- do. I think, I think what I think the the idea is that it's not. I don't know if it's about teams countering on you. It's just that they can keep the ball longer that way than than the other way around. You know, than trying to score set pieces and things like that. And I think there will be something like that that will happen. I think they're going to be more possession based than we realize in this World Cup. I so I think we can we can pick two moments. One, England is going to lose one game because Trent Alexander Arnold got too far forward and they got hit on the break. Mm. And two, England is going to be incredibly good and score two or three goals on a Harry Kane great finish. Uh, Trent Alexander Arnold phenomenal ball and yeah. some kind of set piece mm-hmm. and and i think both of those things can probably happen and i'm not picking out alexander arnold specifically i am saying that if you send him forward i think that you can get played through especially with teams that are going to be as counter focused as like wales and iran will be that's interesting that you say that okay <laughs> that's paul's i don't agree with you voice I, but. I no no it's not that i don't agree with you i just think um i just think i think both things are true yeah that's, that's i i think both of those things will happen it's, I just don't know. If, I, I just mm, it's gonna be tough because uh, I wonder. It is also Gareth Southgate, so they, you might be right about how they play because he is also very conservative in some ways. Yeah, uh, more conservative than I think this team needs right now. Well, so I think they're the best team probably in the world at set pieces, which is why I would be playing for those. I mm. they've got two of probably two of the best free kick guys in the world. They have guys who can whip crosses in, and they have big boys who can go get that ball in Harry Kane and uh, Harry Maguire. I think this is also a time where we see if James Ward-Prowse will be a center midfielder for them. 
Oh, because he's gonna he's gonna be on the bus. He'll be there. He'll be there, and yeah. I wonder if he'll start at center midfield for them. And he's another excellent free kick taker. If yeah. if he's on the bus and he's starting, he is the free kick taker because he's the best. Because he's, he's the best. He's actually it. one of the best free kick takers in the last twenty five years. Yeah. He's, if he's we get into like analytics and stats and stuff, <laughs> he's like the best, right. one of the best free kick takers of the last twenty five years. So so. Um, United States, huh? Uh, so let me segue. I have a good segue for this. Are you oh, ready? Oh, man. Is I, it, it's, it have 1950 in it? No, it does not. How about Oh no, it's a 2010. Great question. No, what what happened in 2010? I don't know. Robert Green, ball slipping through the legs. Uh, oh, yeah. Dot, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. No, it's a question. What's You'll a like question? the question. Okay. Out of these two teams, which team is going to have more possession over the course of the over the course of the group stages? England or the United States? Hello, this is Nate, head editor of projects at 141 Studio. As we all know it by now, these two can't possibly stay on task, so it falls to me to break this into two episodes, and as we took a break in recording, this is the best spot to do it. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to part one of World Cup Groups A and B, and I hope you tune in for the next episode, part two, the Spider Edition. Hope to see you there. Bye-bye.